Hello and welcome to another episode of Spotless, your podcast for updates and trends in the cleaning industry. I'm Robert Stelling, your host for today. And in the light of World Water Week later this month, we'll be revisiting the topic of water and ways to use water more efficiently in the cleaning industry. A few months ago, I did an episode on water scarcity, the fact that more businesses are thankfully tackling this problem, and of course, smart solutions that will hopefully help us get there. One way to tackle water scarcity is to reuse water. So today, I'd like to turn your attention to the food and beverage industry, where water is a crucial component and already a lot is being done about how to reuse water and use water more efficiently. I'm fortunate to have a special guest today who will tell us a little bit about what's happening in this company with regards to this topic, and that is Peter Harpley. Uh, Peter is the Director of Water Treatment and Engineering at, Diver at Diversi. Uh, welcome, Peter. Hello. So, uh, Peter, if you don't mind, could you tell us a little bit uh, more about yourself to, to our audience? How long have you been with, uh, with Diversi? How long have you been doing what, you, what you're doing? Yes, I certainly can. Um, uh, due to a recent change, my, my role has now changed to the uh, Water Treatment Technical Director uh, for Northwest Europe within Diversi, and now Selenis, because we've yep. now been recently acquired by Selenis as well. But I also still continue with my role as Projects Engineering Director for the UK and Ireland. Uh, my role originates from many, many years ago. Uh, I started in water treatment in 1987, uh, I won't mention the company because they're now an arch rival of ours. Um, and I started in microbiology and then worked my way through both engineering and chemistry. So uh, I have many years experience in both water treatment and water recycling, um, which we've covered off and off, on and off for many years, both in and out of the food and beverage industry. A lot of experience and a very diverse background, so that, that's quite interesting. Um, if we start with basics, why is water so important in the food and beverage production? Well, it's absolutely key. Uh, water is, is, is an intrinsic part of the food industry um, and, and has massive impacts both within the process itself and post-processes as well, because uh, wastewater is such a key part of, of the food and beverage industry nowadays. And... and more and more people are, are, are putting more focus onto it uh, and working very hard with it to ensure that water quality is improved before discharge or potentially now reuse, which is becoming more and more important in, in, in the whole of the food and beverage industry. Yeah. It's becoming more important, uh, you say, and looking at all your experience, what is the difference in attitude then towards water conversion now as compared to, say, 10 or maybe even 20 or 30 years ago? A, a great man once told me that food and beverage factories will be built around wastewater treatment plants, <laughs> not the other way around. Uh, that day is coming. Um, it wasn't then, which was probably 20 years ago. I think that now with the increasing demands, um, the use of, obviously, when we talk about improving the efficiency, uh, efficiencies of water use within food and beverage, we've also got to take uh, into account the fact that the waste that we generate within that water stream stays pretty much the same still. So mm -hmm. even though we may be reducing the water that we're using, the level of waste is still the same within it. So again, wastewater treatment plants have to reflect around that as well. Yeah. 
and you, you work or you've worked in, in different sectors. Is, is the approach taken to water conservation universal to all of these sectors or do you see significant differences? Uh, I see probably significant differences, I would say, in that um, the, it, it's very much the, 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 the sectors that, that we talk about. So obviously food and beverage is a very broad range of sectors. Um, and I think that uh, certain sectors now are certainly looking far more into it. Um, dairy industry, for example, um, I gave a recent talk uh, the dairy technology industries, and there was far more interest than 10 years ago. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. I think it, it depends on what is in the waste water as well. So uh, when we're specifically talking about that, uh, the beverage industry tends to be harder to deal with. Uh, the, the the dairy and food processing, the technology is available to, to work around the, the waste and remove it far easily, far more easily. Yeah, yeah. And you know, given the impact uh, and the attention to, to climate change and water scarcity, do you think the importance of conserving water is, is fully recognized then in all these sectors, also in those sectors that are uh, perhaps where, but not as easy to, to conserve water? It's a very good question and one that I was asked three weeks ago. Um, it, it's a reflection that, that I think we're all coming to terms with is that to a certain extent, I think within industry, it's it's probably slightly more uh, influenced by the sectors again, but I think that definitely we, we are all coming to terms with the fact that we are going to have to be far more aware of our water use uh, and reuse. Yeah, yeah, I completely, I completely agree. Um, you know, we have a very diverse audience uh, coming from all sectors of the cleaning industry. So not everyone is probably familiar with how 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 an FMB uh, production site looks like. So could you perhaps talk a little bit about the journey of water in a production facility, and and what is your approach to water conservation at every stage of the, of the journey that that water takes? So. To start with, we, we obviously have our incoming water stream. Uh, now that, uh, depending on the, the country, depending on the region, can be um, water from a utility business. Uh, as an example, it could be borehole water or it could be river water. And in some circumstances, I suppose it could be seawater as well. Um, it's then the treatment processes that we put in place at the front of that to ensure that the water quality is what is required for the process itself in the food and beverage factory. So water treatment is very much uh, a, a sort of modular process where we, we plug in what we need from where we are starting to where we are ending in, 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 in the, the requirements of the water itself incoming all the way through. So then within the, the, the factories themselves, we, we have obviously a very heavily, heavy influence with uh, uh, clean downs, clean in place, um, and, and the water that's used there. Water obviously has historically been a cheap commodity that we've had plenty of and, and the ability to use quite easily. Again, going back to your previous question, is because it, it, it's now becoming far more um, influenced by the requirement to be more efficient with that usage, I think. So we will use it um, with more technology within the actual cleaning processes itself. But we, we're also looking at things like uh, steam raising for heat generation, 
uh, hot water systems, chill water systems, cooling towers, all of these things that use water within a factory that, that we try and optimize uh, where we are in the usage overall and how we can perhaps reuse water in certain ways where a water of a certain quality isn't good enough for one process, but maybe for another one. Uh, again, a question I'm often asked is, can we recycle water? And, and the answer to that is yes, we can. But it is very important to look at what you want the water for. So if you have, a, as an example, um, an abattoir or a processing plant where they wash wagons, for example, where we can treat it to a level that it's clear and colourless and we can disinfect it to, a, to a, an acceptable level, we can use it for things like that or washing the yard down uh, and areas where potentially... Um, animals have been, uh, as an example, but that has all got to be assessed first of all, and then look, and then a, a mass balance must be addressed and look at how we can actually do that treatment to get it to that level. Yeah, very interesting. And what are some of the typical challenges that you face in in your daily in your daily business? Could you give us some examples of that? In terms of the challenges, do you mean? Yeah. Yeah, well, we, we, we face a, a, a wide variety. Um, we can look at, as examples, we've done recently uh, water recycling for crate washing. So we've taken the, the, the dirty water, treated it uh, to a state that was acceptable, and then reused that water back into the process. Um, we've done systems for the dairy industry, as, as another example, where we look at the challenges they've got and how we can reuse that water if we can at all possibly. Again, going back to the, the previous comment, it, the importance is looking at, at where the water is when we start to where the water is when we finish. And that is absolutely key. Uh, and certainly water reuse, it's very important that we realise the technology that's available, uh, use it to its best efficiencies right now, but also realise that that there is no perfect way out of any of this. We're still working on that te technology today, yeah. and we will continue to do so. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, we are we are seeing also that European governments are tightening regulations on wastewater management, wastewater treatment, and they're really clamping down on companies who fail to fulfil their wastewater treatment requirements. Uh, do you see that affecting your industry as well? Yes, I do, and I completely agree with you. Uh, however, the the, um, the the legislation is still slightly locally driven, so we can see different sets of legislation in the UK and Ireland, for example, to Belgium or to Italy or to Spain or France, and and but we're also seeing a a big drive by the larger organisations to vastly improve water use, water safety and water consumption in um, places further afield, such as uh, Sub-Saharan Africa, as an example, where they, yeah. there is a big drive there to, to improve what we're doing all, all around and ensure that we're, 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 we've got a, a universal level of quality, which I think is really important. Yeah, and and going back to your approach, going back to diversity, if I have an uh, F&B production facility in a production site, and if I ask diversity to help me improve my water conservation, what kind of options w w would diversity be able to help me with? We we have a wide range of, of options. Uh, from an engineering point of view, we we have uh, um, products called IntelliCIP, 
uh, we've got SIPTEC. Uh, um, These are all areas that monitor water very closely. They monitor the use within the cleaning process, monitor the, the, the levels of fouling that's coming back, because obviously we're trying to recycle the water all the time anyway, uh, and make sure we optimize that so we're not wasting anything on, on pre and post rinsing. We're looking at chemical technology uh, that reduces the water usage. We've got um, uh, Sonic, for example, which is brand new technology in, in terms of chemistry, which vastly reduces the, the amount of water that we need post the clean itself. So we look at all of that. But then we also look at the wastewater side. We're looking at technology involving dissolved air flotation uh, and some clever technology there to look at absolutely optimizing how that water is, 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 is discharged and the quality of the water itself as well. So, so, so that we're, we're, we're looking at chemistry optimization because it all comes back to water at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, everything does. So the chemicals we make, it, all the way down is, yeah. is, is all about water. Yeah, so it's all really an integrated approach to, to all. Absolutely, yeah. 100%. Yeah. 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 And, and how, see, how soon would such a facility see some significant savings and where? They can be immediate savings. Mm -hmm. uh, there's no doubt about that. We, we're working with some uh, uh, industry partners at the moment, again, on wastewater, uh, looking at recycling as, as part of that. Those savings are, are, are within months uh, uh, from a calculation point of view. But we as a business can also structure um, a, a way of paying back those those mechanics and chemicals so that the, the 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 facilities themselves see those paybacks immediately yeah good good to hear um you know we, we talked about uh, integrated approach which is you know probably the result of big strategic changes uh, but is it sometimes also the small common sense element or perhaps workforce routines that need identifying that that can help uh, produce some savings it can be as simple as just a leak on a pipe yeah. and the the amount of places i go to factory-wise, where, again, particularly in wastewater, where potable water is being used and there's leaks everywhere. And, and it, it's, I think, um, quite surprising for some people when you calculate a, a loss for them in terms of, of water that's been treated, come to site, they've paid for it, all the costs prior to it that we've incurred, all the energy we've used to do that, and then they realize that they're suddenly losing 2,000 liters an hour and they've just never thought of it. Yeah, and it's yeah. all those things that are so simple, but, but a lot of people just don't see it when they walk around the factory. Yeah, yeah. so it's starting simple, can also already have a Absolutely. big impact. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, Absolutely. We mentioned World Water Week at the beginning of this uh, podcast. It's coming up uh, next month. Uh, the team this year, the focus is innovation. Uh, could you describe some of the innovations you use in water management? And how do you think innovation, or what kind of innovation there might be in the future in this, uh, in this uh, field? Again, going back to the wastewater, we, we're looking at ways to uh, monitor and manage the whole physical chemical separation of, of waste within water. This is an area that, that I've worked in for many, many years. It's not normally uh, managed sort of all the time within a food and beverage factory potentially. So um, the, the site may be manned eight hours a day, but for the rest of that period of 24 hours, there's nobody there. They then come back in the following morning and, and the system isn't functioning as it should be. 
it then causes major problems with the, with the, the plant downstream, failure of consent, uh, problems with biological processes, the list goes on and on. So we're looking at technology there with industry partners right now to improve that and ensure that 24-7 we have a, a monitored system which can control, shut down, alter the way the process is working so that we're guaranteeing that we're getting uh, the best results yeah. we can all the time. Yeah, very, very interesting. Well, uh, some closing remarks then. If you think about the future and solving this water crisis that we are in as, an, as a world, are you hopeful? Very. Good. I'm always hopeful. <laughs> um, there's no doubt about that. But I think that we need probably more investment in technology, uh, not just within within the business I work for, but the, the wider businesses. We need to work together far more yeah. to, to try and uh, ensure that we're, we're, we're coming up with solutions that, that work overall from, from influent to, to effluent in a, in a food and beverage factory. Yeah, very interesting. Well, thank you then very much for this fascinating conversation. Um, I enjoyed it. I hope the listeners at home did as well. Um, give us some new insights into uh, an industry that's not often covered here at Spotless or within Interclean. Uh, so I certainly learned a lot, and I'm sure our audience did as well. So thank you very much for your valuable insights, Peter, and to showing that everybody can make an impact when it comes to, uh, to water conservation. No, thank you, and it was a pleasure. Thank you. And to our listeners back home, thank you for listening. In case you missed the previous episodes, including the one on water scarcity, they are all available online on our website, website and on Spotify and SoundCloud. Until next time. <laughs>